I have won more elections than these guys will in their lifetime. I've won 11. I've got more votes than all these guys put together from the residents of the state of Illinois, and I can win another one, and I've never lost a primary. From those emails, the only thing they're doing is trying to cover their ass. Pardon my French. No votes for Andrea Arela will be counted or tabulated. You have a choice between two other candidates, period. End of story. That's why WBEZ is here for you each Friday to translate the latest elections news and what it means for you on our Illinois Elections 2018 podcast. I'm Melba Lara, and I'm joined by WBEZ political reporters Tony Arnold and Dave McKinney. And it seems like I didn't see you guys uh, that long ago. Yeah, I don't think any of us went to bed, did we? Yeah. <laughs> Not after that uh, Illinois Democratic gubernatorial candidates forum last night. The six Democrats that are running for Illinois governor shared the same stage at a forum sponsored by WBEZ, Politico, and the University of Chicago's Institute of Politics. Tony Arnold and Dave McKinney were there among the questioners. And also this week, there were hundreds of secret emails about the Legionnaires crisis at a state-run veterans home. We'll look at that, too. But let's start off with the candidates forum that we hosted last night. Tony, what stood out for you? Uh, well, really, you know, Daniel Biss and Chris Kennedy have been hovering right around second and third place, respectively, in the polls. They really need to make some moves to eat into that lead uh, that J.B. Pritzker has had. I'm not sure if either one of them really did that last night. Perhaps the closest that any of them got was in the question about J.B. Pritzker's wiretapped phone conversation with Rod Blagojevich. This is the one in which Pritzker told Blagojevich that appointing Secretary of State Jesse White to the U.S. Senate would cover him on the African-American thing. I know we've talked about this a lot already, but here's how Chris Kennedy addressed it at the forum. What J.B. says in those tapes, he uses the language, language of racists not language of politicians, and not language of leaders. Well, Pritzker has apologized in the past for what he said on that call, and he did again during that forum. But what struck me is how fast he turned to Bruce Rauner using that phone call to interfere in the Democratic primary. Yeah, he he pivoted right to the politics of it. Here's how Pritzker addressed it. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, and I was wrong on that call. And I take responsibility for that. But remember that millions of dollars are being spent by Bruce Rauner to try and defeat me in this Democratic primary. He's not spending money against any of my opponents. Why is that? Because he knows that he can't win in a general election against me. So I think the takeaway here for Democratic Party voters is that if Pritzker does end up representing Democrats in the general election, they really better prepare themselves for seeing these phone tapes on TV in commercials all spring, all summer, all fall. It's going to be going on for a long time. This is not something that's going to disappear if Pritzker wins. It's going to be a very long campaign. So, Dave, let me turn to you. You asked the question that received the most buzz in the candidates' forum last night. It was a question worthy of the prices, right? Well, with all due respect to Bob Barker, this has been a campaign for the hearts of the middle class. So why not do an unscientific measure of how in tune the candidates are on what average Illinoisans pay for basic necessities? So one by one, I asked each candidate to attach a price to a different staple or service, and for the most part, they did pretty well with it, with one exception. Here's how everybody answered, followed by our own research on the real prices. So Mr. Pritzker, I'd like to start with you. What does a week of child care, of daycare for one child cost? Uh, about $150 at the low end. High end? Probably $400. Well, according to the Economic Policy Institute, a nonpartisan think tank, the average cost of child care for a week in Illinois in 2016 was $270. So it wasn't far. Not far. Mr. Kennedy, a haircut. 
this this good because <laughs> I pay up for them. Uh, I pay forty dollars for my haircut. And just to note that Chris Kennedy was pointing to his own head, yeah, with his right. own haircut when he was uh, made the, made the audience laugh there. Yeah, that was a good, a, a good moment for uh, Kennedy. Well, the popular hairstylist Floyd's Barbershop they list a basic haircut for a man at twenty six dollars. Senator Biss, a, a full price monthly CTA pass. Uh, monthly CTA pass. So let's see, my Metro pass has now come pretty close to fifty dollars a month. So a monthly CTA pass, I would guess, is probably around thirty five. Well, that response got kind of a groan from the audience Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And as my friend Scott Fornick over at the Sun-Times tweeted, Biss threw himself under the bus on that one. $35 is a real bargain to anybody who takes the bus or the L to or from work. The real monthly cost is $105. Next up, downstate school superintendent Bob Diber. Uh, Mr. Diber, a uh, 28-ounce jar of peanut butter. Uh, 265 Well, on that one, we went and checked with the National Peanut Board. Uh, they told us that peanut butter is in 94% of American homes. Who knew? Uh, they referred us to the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics, which listed the price in January at $4.46. Next up, anti-violence advocate Tio Hardiman. Mr. Hardiman, an oil change. Uh, oil change is about $39. Well, not to pick favorites, but the chain Pep Boys lists the cost of an oil change at $31.99. And finally, perennial candidate, Dr. Robert Marshall. Dr. Marshall, you get the last word here. Uh, a gallon of gas. Around 275. <laughs> well, he's the guy who wants to split Illinois into three states, remember? I'm not sure which of those states that Marshall found that price, but it's not too far off. AAA lists the average cost of unleaded gasoline in Chicago right now at $3. So, Dave, it seems like Daniel Biss kind of took the hardest hit in that series of questions. Well, I mean, he did. It was an embarrassment. Um, But, you know, nobody's going to lose an election off a question like this. But rather than coming out of last night's debate with momentum, he had to spend precious time cleaning up the mess. Shortly after the debate, he posted this on his Twitter account. Quote, always been more of a metric guy than CTA. But boy, did I miss that one. So moving on now, Tony, the Democrats were asked about an ongoing story that you and Dave have been covering quite a bit that's related to the Legionnaires outbreak at the Veterans Home in Downstate Quincy. It seems like the Democrats pretty much had similar answers as to what they would do with that facility if they were elected governor. Yeah, the candidates all gave a pretty similar answer about wanting to move the residents out of the Veterans Home, which is something that Bruce Rauner's not done. Um, Rauner has said repeatedly that you're dealing with a vulnerable population moving the residents, puts them at risk. But the Democrats point out that people keep getting sick there, so find another place for them to live. And this week, actually, you and Dave published a story that unveiled more than 1,000 emails. Those emails show that the Rauner administration was very focused on PR of the 2015 outbreak. How are these emails playing out in the election? Well, first off, I'd just say that Dave and I are still trying to get more emails. Uh, We can only report on the emails that we've seen. Uh, which we got from the Adams County Health Department. And so far, the Rauner administration has denied our requests for all of the emails. So we don't yet have the full picture. But based on what we've reported so far, as far as how it's playing out in this campaign, Daniel Biss said that these emails are irresponsible and immoral, entirely disqualifying of Rauner. Um, J.B. Pritzker said that these emails make it look like Rauner's trying to cover his own butt. That's a play on words from one of the emails in which a doctor from the hospital there in Quincy said a draft press release read like it was smoke to cover people's butts. Um, also, Rounder's being attacked on this issue from his own Republican primary opponent, State Representative Jeannie Ives. 
she tried to she asked the question last week, what the hell is wrong with this governor? And this week she gave an answer after reading our story. She said, quote, I'm afraid we know after seeing this story. Um, I should also add that Rauner has said an announcement's coming about what he plans to do at the home. And a legislative hearing is into this matter is going on on Monday. All right. WBEZ's Tony Arnold and Dave McKinney. Thanks to you both. Hey, thank you. Thanks. We're going to shift briefly to a primary race that has had enough turns and twists to make your head spin. This is the Democratic primary for Cook County Assessor. And this week, we got another twist. If you go to early vote next week, there will be an extra candidate name on your ballot. That's despite a court ruling to remove that candidate from the ballot. It's confusing, we know. So let's bring in WBEZ's Becky Vivi, who's been covering this race. First of all, Becky, what happens if someone checks Andrea Rayla's name on the ballot? Well, Melba, very simply, that vote will not count. So explain how it is that you might see a name on the ballot, but if you check that name, not going to count. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. So it basically has to do with the timeline here. Um, There was a ballot challenge to Andrea Rayla's signatures, and that fight was still playing its way through the courts when the information had to get sent to the printers. Chicago Board of Elections spokesman Jim Allen says, now it's not as simple as just reprinting or reprogramming the election machines. He says they use one central database, and reworking that database at this point would cause even bigger issues. It's time to stop cutting bait. We got to fish. We got early voting open on, on Monday. We can't be monkeying around with, with new databases. That was late Tuesday night after a more than three-hour court hearing to consider Rayla's appeal to the circuit court. So to be totally clear, if you vote for Andrea Rayla for Cook County Assessor in the Democratic primary... It does not count. Uh, there are two other names on that ballot. Those names are Joe Berrios and Frederick Fritz Kagi. Becky Vivi covers Chicago City politics for WBEZ. Thanks. Thank you, Melba. You can download WBEZ's Illinois Elections 2018 podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you download.